0: Hey, Zookeepers, it's Martin. We just had special guest Slime the Garbage Man on to discuss small soldiers, and wow, do we get freaking deep into it. Uh, If you're liking Podzuki, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. And uh, if you ever want to get in touch with us or if you have something you'd like us to say on an episode, we will read literally anything. So feel free to tweet at us, at Podzuki on Twitter, or email us at podzukipodcast at Gmail. Uh, I gotta be honest, this is one of our longest episodes, so let's just fucking jump in. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one, he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers.
1: Read the fine print, and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel, since broke wheel good wheel. Back when it was greasy-ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how to used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat.
2: Uh, hey, welcome to Podzuki the only podcast that will help you find true love, that's right, if you're single, if you're married and you're looking to cheat, or if you're in a relationship and you want to become polyamorous without telling your partner, even though you should have told them before, um, it's basically cheating, that's Podzuki, baby. We're going to get you hooked up, we're going to get you wet, uh, we're going to get you out there. <laughs> no, nah, nah. I'm just joking. It's me, one of the kaiju Hollywood bad boys. We talk about uh, kaiju movies, monster movies, and sometimes the kaijus are tiny and they're not even okay, like Okay,
1: Google, turn off alarm.
2: <laughs> You're not even doing a bit We're that. Uh, I, I'm, Like I said, I'm one of the kaiju uh, Hollywood bad boys, Brandon Kirkman I'm another one of the
1: Kaiju Hollywood bad boys Luke Evans, flip
0: Hey, it's me, your third Hollywood kaiju bad boy Martin Felschman And fuck, fuck, everyone Give it up for our special guest Fucking clap loud right now for Slime to Garbage Man You're,
2: What's up? Hey. hey! 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 Hey, man! What's up?
0: hey,
2: I'm really glad to have you on. I uh, I found out about you through uh, Thought Cops. We've all kind of been guests on it. We're all fans of the show, and uh, much like uh, Rav and Kill Build the Rapper, they uh, they've had on a lot of these fun kind of. Uh, uh i, I want to say like would be the best term for that kind of rap it, it's good rap i always like <laughs> i get surprised when i listen to it and i'm like oh i don't know if this is going to be good or not and then i put it on I'm like oh this is really fucking good um, um you can check him out on like spotify he's got a soundcloud going by slime duh garbage main the like, ebonics Maine. are important it's very important uh i really recommend his newest track mr talk a lot of shit it's really fun but also if you're a huge nerd. Uh, and, you know, Mega64, he just did a track with Garrett Hunter called Silent Hill My G. Uh, but all the all this shit's really good, and it's on Spotify, so be like me. Just go on there and like all that shit, put it on your playlist, have a good time. Uh, and then whenever you or, like, Rav pop up, I think of my, my boys Thought Cops for giving me so many good recommendations over the years. <laughs> I you
3: keep bringing up Rav and Kill Bill, and I don't fucking like those guys at all. <laughs> you hate them. <laughs> no, I don't hate them, I just...
2: It, it ain't for me. I don't need to say bad shit. Hey, I'm going with the thought cop thread, because yeah, you all you all three are very, very different too, so I appreciate uh, it, man. It's we all should out. start we should start okay. a tier four though right yeah, now.
3: Yeah. Get the damn ball rolling. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, 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 wait. No, um I probably shouldn't say anyway, we can cut that out of a kill bill because I just remember Did you listen to my record? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. the last track with the noise thing, that's produced by Bill. I forgot about that. I, that's a beat that I, it's a beat I bought like fucking three years ago. I don't think he would care. You can leave this in actually for
0: all I care. I just think that's
1: funny. Landon <laughs> wow. doesn't do much editing. I, was,
0: I do do it. I was so quick oh to just be like, no, nah, fuck them, bro. <laughs> Luke, you're talking a lot of shit for the only host who doesn't do any editing. <laughs> I said Get that I hands. want to edit. Mr. Talk-a-lot-of-shit sitting right here. It's because we don't trust you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's because it's good to have two instead of like all of us doing it, but that's a good point. Um, I also do want to stand up for myself (laughs) because I have to edit out so many terrible things we say on each (laughs) episode. Oh my god, if if people could hear, we would all be canceled for so many reasons. Nothing mean or malicious, we just say something really stupid. Yeah, just something extremely
3: Uh, racist and arrogant. No, yeah, exactly. start,
2: no, we the had the like,
1: running joke where Brandon would say his social security number over and over again <laughs> right and that
2: once again is Who's Brandon Brandon okay. Brandon I
0: have to edit this one don't do that
2: <laughs> oh man those are definitely my first few real digits so you got a few more of them again if you're looking for them
0: also you have to go through the backlog I listened to an episode the other day that still had your full social security number in it damn
1: I yeah, gotta comb through thank god we have no no listeners Just yeah <laughs>
2: Uh, hey, we have we have like uh, almost 400 subscribers, I think, last I checked. It's crazy to think that even we have more than 100. So, I do think people do subscribe and they just forget about it, but we still love you, you know, it <laughs> don't matter. Love you so uh, much. No matter how
3: small you are, you're still a soldier in the Podzuki army.
2: Ooh, we're thinking right... of soldiers. That's perfect, baby. The
1: movie we watched today is Joe Dante's Small Soldiers, and Slime, this was your recommendation, correct? You requested this movie?
3: You're goddamn motherfucking right, I did. (laughs) Why?
1: That's my big question.
3: Because it fucking rocks. It's the best movie ever.
1: Are are you... This dude's about to be such a hater. This (laughs) dude's
3: about to be such a goddamn hater over nothing, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's mad about little tiny army men and and monsters.
1: I have never been this upset by (laughs)
3: We watched The Pest What are you talking about You guys have watched so much dog shit on here You're gonna call the Joe Dante Spiritual Gremlins 3 Something you're like so flippantly mad at Uh, the,
1: The Pest wasn't About how you can't beat The military industrial complex it's not a it's, thing that It
3: ain't about that, but whatever. Let's keep Let's keep That's the totally ball what going. this movie was about. Bro. Yeah, I
2: do want to mention that the very important thing you touch on right away, this was directed by Joe Dante, famous for directing Inner Space in the two Grimlin films. And, uh, yeah, and Piranha, of course. Don't ever forget Piranha. do no, can ever forget uh, Piranha. Yeah, he, I love him. Let's just say that right now. I think Grimlins 2, the new batch, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and I, I want to Hell say, yeah, I don't dude.
1: blame Joe Dante. Like, I, it's, the, it's not... The movie's not the problem. The world is the problem. And what <laughs> what the fuck? think about the world? You just this is oh, a good approach. Okay. okay okay. That makes
3: me trust your take a little bit more. Because off top, you're like, um, really, you like this film, genuinely? <laughs> there is
2: there is a certain pessimism to this film. You can't deny it, even. Oh, of life. course. No, no, no. Okay, when I say like um, when I say like, oh, it's not about beating the military-industrial
3: complex. It's just about understanding it and you know exemplifying it. Not that like there's doom and gloom in it. I suppose there's some elements of it, but that's not the whole shebang. But yeah. Well,
1: I would have liked it more if there had been more doom and gloom, because I feel like, it's kind of like when we talked about robot jocks. There's a serious movie in here. There's a statement to be made. Yes, but this is also for
2: children. Yeah. So this is a a fun thing, is they told Joe Dante they were going to have a BG-13 project so it could be a little bit darker. But then I guess when Hasbro and all the toy kind of uh, stuff got involved with it, because they wanted to make it bigger, kind of like of a franchise, they were told to tone it down, so you can like see the weird kind of disconnects in this film. Because there's oh there's yeah, some, oh, there's yeah. some parts in this where like they they kid getting cut up, man. And then oh, it sure. goes back to being like a silly like we're gonna do all of the ninety references that are popular right now.
1: Yeah, it, it also hurts because I remember when this movie came out. I saw this movie in theaters, and I remember the advertising for the movie. The small soldier, the commando elites. Yeah, they're promoted were everywhere. as the fucking good guys, which is the best part
3: about the marketing. It just it's just ex- totally like exactly what the movie is about.
1: Yeah, but they're, they're totally the villain.
3: Exactly, yeah. but that's what I mean. But the way that like Heartland Toys promotes it, like you get, you get what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally.
2: Okay, I think we should uh, start at the beginning of the film and start summing. We got we got into pretty good. Joe Dante's the director. You have some big names. You of course got Tommy Lee Jones doing the voice of the titular small soldier, uh, Chip Hazard, and then um, some dumb kid who's the kid
0: actor. I, I got. Yeah,
1: with, with the most '90s haircut. oh my god it's
0: it's it's peak 90s haircut it's so fucking good he looks like every middle child from every sitcom in the 90s (laughs) yeah he looks like one of malcolm's friends
2: just a perfect (laughs) part down the center just like so perfect that it makes you question everything about this world like why does anybody need to keep a part that good yeah it's insane to me i mean of course you got kirsten Dunst as the kind of love interest uh Slash kind of other character. Gregory Smith's the name of the kid. He didn't really do too much after that. I mean, he's, he's had bit rolls. I'm not going to shit on him. He's trying to make money out there. It's, oh, it's he, a he, world. He,
1: I looked up him, him. He had a glow up. He's, like, hot now.
2: Yeah. Barbara confirmed. Uh, and then uh, also, we got uh, two scientists that are going all about being silly, which is Jay Moore. And I'd say that uh, nowadays... They're not even scientists. It. They're toy makers. I mean, what are toy makers but scientists of fun? <laughs> I, I would say uh, oh, that's toy really- scientists. Toy Scientist. Uh, But you got Jay Moore, who I feel like uh, nowadays you're (laughs) seeing Jay less. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) then you got... I I wrote that down, I'm so sorry. Uh, Then you have David Cross playing his kind of uh, toy scientist friend.
3: Uh, Yeah, I see shades... Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I see shades of Tobias Funke in that
0: performance, too. Absolutely. I I definitely see that.
1: Kind of, though, I did think the movie opens with the Toy scientists. Like, the first ten minutes of the movie is... Setting oh, yeah. up the toy line. Well, actually, well,
2: they also, do. They do the commercial for the acquisition I, of Globo. Yes, yeah, taking over. I actually have movies. a point.
3: I have a point for this too in my notes. Is all good movies start with a fake satirical, satirical commercial or TV like segment? <laughs> it's such a golden rule. Like I was looking through like all my favorite movies on Letterboxd, and it's like RoboCop, Starship Troopers, Galaxy Quest, Freaks, like all that stuff. It all starts off that way, and that's like a perfect thing for me like it's usually like a hallmark i look for in movies now because it's like i can't remember what the name of the actual trope is but like in shakespearean theater they have like a guy that comes out and does something similar to introduce a story it's like a herald or something like that you know what i'm talking about
1: in fair verona where we set our
3: scene yes precisely (laughs) it's like a modern one of those i believe i think i think the
1: old greek term would be like chorus correct yes Uh, exactly oh yeah yeah, it sounds right
2: yeah uh yeah that seems right I'm going to go with that. If it's wrong, uh, tweet us at, at Podzuki, please. We want you to talk to us. Um, <laughs> also,
1: what's what's the name of the big band company? Like,
3: Globotech.
2: Glob- Globotech. 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 Globotech is such from Triple OG Slappers Globotech. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and they're
1: basically... They're Halliburton. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. Definitely. 100%. Well, yeah. I was about to say, I was trying to go for... More of a like a mercenary company that makes weapons like a Raytheon maybe might be better. Yeah, yeah, not that's to, pretty. Important. Not to criticize, but you know they're kind of like Kirkland. <laughs> yeah, Kirkland brand. You get a big old whiskey. You get a big old uh, bag of potato chips. Um... And
1: uh, chips that guide uh, missiles. Yeah, yeah. Missile bag of ammunition
2: chips. chips. Ammunition. Oh, we got a lot of notifications on Podzuki. I'm going to go through these real fast. Why you? Uh, I'll start summarizing. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, okay. Go ahead. It it starts with the acquisition of this toy company where uh, David Cross and other guy whose name I've already forgotten uh, are walking to the boardroom to talk to the guy who now owns the company. (laughs) And apparently they fired everyone else except for these two toy makers because they made, what was it, like a belching toy line that was really popular? Yeah, they had uh, the Belch Belch Brigade. Brigade Belch Brigade. See, I... I wanted a fucking small soldiers extended universe just so we could see more of them because they oh, look like hot
2: toys,
3: dude. That toy is a part of the whenever they ran like merchandise, like Toys R Us exclusives or whatever. Um, that orange one that he's holding up is counted as a small soldier. Oh shit! Like as like uh, as one of the Gorgonites.
0: Oh, that's fucking tight. yeah. He definitely
1: looks definitely not a commando elite. No sir. Yeah.
2: How do you feel about the Gorgonite designs? My my wife Barb absolutely hated them. I uh, love. She them. made. I like, them. Made it.
0: I like them all a lot, and I actually, I had toys from this movie when I was a kid, but I only had two. I had Archer, and I had the Insaniac. Dude, man, I got,
3: I'm looking at the toys I have right now, they're on the goddamn shelf. I got my 12-inch Chip Hazard, <laughs> Brick Bazooka's Hell looking yeah. right at me, Archer, I got it, I had an Insaniac, but I mailed that to a friend. But yeah, no, I, I love the design of these guys, I love them on both sides, it's just like, for the, uh... The Gorgonites specifically remind me a lot of um, old, like, Ralph Bakshi drawings and, like, uh, oh, yeah. monsters in, oh, like, heavy that. metal and all that kind of stuff. Oh, definitely. monster
1: in my pocket. Yeah, just, oh, like, all, yeah. like,
3: the spindly limbs and all that kind of shit.
1: I like the design of the Gorgonites just fine. Even, like, the, the Commando Elite I thought was okay, but you never get to know these characters.
3: Man, the Commando Elite looks scary. Their faces are fucking macabre. I specifically oh, yeah. remember oh, yeah. Nick Nitro, the one with the mohawk. His shit is so yeah. Oh yeah, they give him that oh. big fucking
0: like gap gap tooth look. It's
1: it's so oh, yeah. bad. The one that has like the Wicked Witch of the West nose. Yes, exactly. Radar or whatever. His and name I think that's
3: like that's obviously intentional to just like take these like exaggerated masculine features and just elongate them and distort them until they're just yeah. something terrifying.
0: Oh yeah. I, uh... Well,
1: it is crazy though to get back into the story. Like David Cross pitches the Gorgonites, who are like. Good guys who like uh, were ex- like lost their home and are trying to find it again, and then uh, Jay Moore has the commando elites that are like they're these soldiers who are just trying to kill their enemy. So the the uh, Dennis Leary, who's the head of the Halliburton allegory Globochem, decides to merge them to where like this the commando elite will fight the Gorgonites, and that's fine. Yeah. But they don't change the Gorgonites being a peaceful race that just wants to be left alone.
3: I mean, yeah, but that's because Dennis Leary, like, he's... Globotech has just come. He doesn't know anything about toys. He doesn't care about creating any kind of a lore or marketing. That's not his field. You know what I mean? He just wants to be like, "Well, I hate those ugly freaks, and I want these guys to kill them." I think kids would have fun doing that. But he sets that.
1: it up that that is his expertise because, like, when like David Cross <coughs> created the Belch Brigade, they said like, but yeah, but after I did the marketing and whatnot, like that's what the marketing no, no, no. is—you creating stuff. Dennis
3: story. Leary, that's what I'm saying because it's Dennis Leary's call. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he doesn't give yeah. a shit.
2: Yeah, Dennis Leary, in this specific time period of his life, would just get roles to be Dennis Leary, and I kind of really appreciate and enjoy that. Like, I don't, I don't even this think is, it matters. This is, like,
1: six years after the asshole song? Yeah, and
2: yeah. they don't <laughs> even need to give him, like, a position. They could just have him show up and never say anything, and you're just like, oh, that's Dennis Leary being yeah. Dennis Leary.
3: You, know, you don't even have to an... say anything, I just know he's thinking insanely neocon shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's Dennis Leary over there leering. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'd also I I, I rarely make a notes for when I watch it like this anymore, but I wanted to point out that this time around I noticed that uh his assistant's name is Miss Kegel and I have no idea if that's like some kind of grass oh, yeah. reference, but
0: I, I felt I thought the same thing. Yes yeah, sir, my way. guy. I can't believe they snuck that into a kid's film. Oh yeah.
2: Can't believe it. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a little you know, they have the whole movie is for the kids, but sometimes it's a little joke for daddy. <laughs> Which is nice, you
1: know? Hey, got got to put something in there for daddy.
2: Yeah. Whatever happened to, to, to Dom Deleuze? Or not. Uh, oh, I got his name mixed up with the real actor. I, th- but, I think
1: he uh, killed himself in that one anniversary episode where, like, all of Andy Daly's characters came on the killed show and <laughs> immediately <them. laughs> jumped out the window. Oh,
2: that's true. I like that they just followed through and that made that canon, too. I do appreciate <laughs> that. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess to kind of keep going through the summation of the movie. After they have this whole meeting, um, uh, they basically tell uh, the two toy scientists... I'm sticking with it, you can't stop me, motherfuckers. The, they tell the two toy scientists, uh, played by Jay Moore and David Cross, they have three months to make this new line that's going to make them a bunch of money, and they can use any of the resources they have, including Globotex, which is a like military contractor. So Jay Moore, who just was only hired to play kind of like sneeving assholes back in this time... Uh, he's like, "Ooh, I'll order these fancy chips I found on this computer." After he put in his password, which is Gizmo, a fun little nod to. Well, that's not even Cameron's. his password. It's David no.
1: Cross's password. Yeah,
2: it's David Cross's. Yeah, he just like I, overhears it. Which means he lost his password, and like that one day, he was told to keep it. So, it just makes his character even a little more like annoying.
1: Well, it's it's a, like why? Because like okay, they gave the password to both of them. David Cross looks at his like, "Oh, mine is Gizmo," and then they immediately take it away because it's supposed to be secret. But yeah. then shouldn't they delete the password then if they take it away from him? No, that's too well, much work.
3: You just because, have to shame him. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole point of it, and maybe this is kind of nonsensical, but, like, I had the same thought. I was just like, well, why are we even making an example of Jay Moore by, like, him forgetting his password and, like, overhearing his, and like, David Crosses and remembering it? And I was thinking about it, and I was like, well... I suppose the first thing, and I will say throughout the movie, they do this a lot where just, like, they set up what you need to know about things and, like, quick little one-liners or short interactions. And I think they just want to, you know, display him as um, misorganized or irresponsible and just flippant. Yeah. Because the next thing he does is extremely flippant.
1: Yeah, he buys, like, a bunch of... (laughs) Yeah, super advanced chips that have to be crazy expensive like because they're like military chips oh
3: fuck yeah dude it's on dennis leary's dime run that shit up <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah I, they they established too that he's both the the head of this the ceo and he's very very rich i yeah. do
1: like dennis leary's thing like the commercial that uh, jay moore plays for the commando elite has like the doll punching through the packaging and then like talking and like can they actually do can that? they really do that yeah. <laughs> it makes me yeah. think, like, you know, like, they would be toy commercials when you were a kid They're, where, like, there were all those, like, translucent cubes that, like, the vehicles <laughs> would, like, drive through. Oh, yeah. And they always had to include, like, uh, uh, other stuff sold separately. I don't remember what the term was. but they Yeah. Would,
0: like, it's, like, not included. Uh, yeah. Can... You don't get the translucent cubes. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things where I kind of like that they had that commentary. He's like, yeah, we'll make it real then because they have the resources. But he had one thing I did really like in the film. It's like it just wanted you to remember like kids love violence, but we call it action. <laughs> call know, it action. No, kids love I action. I fucked it up. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. But the sentiment, sure wrote it down.
3: the sentiment of the whole movie gets across perfectly. There, like this is like. This is going to be me definitely like showing my colors with how how like how much less critical I've gotten in this movie with this movie over the years of just like watching it so many times and being like god damn I love this. But like this opening scene like from the time the commercial plays of the acquisition to this point when the opening credit scenes roll where they're getting 3D printed, it like perfectly gets across the mission statement of like the whole movie in like what is it 10 minutes, less than that. Yeah, yeah, and capping it off with that line I, is perfect.
1: I, that's fair, but it's also like, I don't think this is how the movie should have started. The movie should have started with our Sam Witwicky character.
2: Yeah, uh, he can like, toy to I, I I gotta go with slime. I like, I really like it when like a Dude. commercial or an info thing kicks off a movie. Oh yeah, uh, it,
0: it puts you in the world right away. It's it's nice. It's comforting. And I what mean, maybe you're it's just saying,
2: some, like too many RoboCops, but uh, you know I love it. Oh yeah, and like, what
3: you
1: feel like this? The, the, Go ahead.
3: No, Luca, what I was just going to say is, like, well, like, what you're looking to get out of Alan Abernathy is, like, that all gets set up super quick, like, right after this. Like, he gets, like, his time, so you get, you get all the information you need to know about him, and even the store, like, in the same amount of time or less. Yeah. I, did, I
1: just feel like the opening bits, that, that, all that exposition, because the toy scientists are really, they're just the exposition. And yeah. I feel that should have come, like, after the first act. Like, uh, like he should have gotten the, like, uh, Sam Witwicky should have gotten the toys, and then, like, they start acting weird, and then he calls the company, and then we get these scientists who are like, oh, everything's all fucked over yeah. here because we were bought by Halliburton. I
3: mean, I can <laughs> see how that might be a little more, like, cinematic, but I f- I would also kind of, like, I still think it works perfectly fine both ways. I think it would work fine both ways, but um, I do commend this one specifically because it's like you follow the toys getting to alan not quite so much like 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 i don't know I, f- I don't really think that there's like too many Oh, i don't know what i'm getting into here but i i just like the flow of it that like you start with the toys you start with the origin point and they get to alan and to everyone else
1: i know what you're yeah. saying and i think it's just kind of my the way i think about things Or like i feel like they're like two different movies were being written. Because after that opening scene, you don't see the toy scientists again for, like, 45 minutes. We don't yeah. need them.
0: They're incidental. They already put their evil into the world. Exactly. Do, They're there for exposition.
2: Yeah. I do yeah. like how they show up later, though, too. That's kind of fun. That is uh, yeah, fun
0: I mean, Yeah, That that's that,
2: uh,
1: we're getting ahead of ourselves. But that climax, when like, the toy scientists meet them, it's very Gremlins. That's what I think the movie was sold as, what the movie should have been when they're fighting all of the commando elites in yeah, the house. Yeah, I think,
2: I think, honestly, they should have gotten gremlins and definitely gotten, like, a little more uh, violent even with it of, like... Oh, yeah. They should, have, they, should, they should have had them off a few people, in my opinion. you got to make these toys, like, really scary, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean,
0: they've, they've got a bunch of ancillary characters who didn't need to make it to the end.
2: Oh, dude, yeah, like, I
3: the fucking sure
2: Kirsten Dunst's boyfriend, Joe? like, absolutely yeah. useless. That didn't need to be there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> 100%. I, i thought he was gonna get it i thought maybe the the truck driver who seems really immoral with everything he does dick I don't think miller hell yeah this, all. this is like a <laughs> yeah. fucking there's
3: also a character actor banger dude dick miller's in there robert picardo's in there
2: yeah oh yeah
1: I love, i love seeing robert picardo like who though both those guys were in wait robert i know robert picardo's picardo was Voyager? in gremlins too yeah.
3: oh yeah yeah the doc Man. um just wanted to say real quick, Luke, as we, even as we're talking about this, I can kind of see your point more and more. Because I was thinking about it, Just like, yeah, I suppose, because this is kind of like if Gremlins started with, like, seeing where the Mogwais came from.
1: Yeah, you want to create some suspense, whereas, like, uh, already, before we're introduced to our main character, we already know all the information as to why the toys are the way they are.
0: I, I think yeah. that's a good way to differentiate it between something that would be, like, have, has more of a mystical aspect to something that is really just the fault of man.
3: Yeah, that's, like, so, like, stark and cut ahead. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, Alan, uh, he's looking after the store, uh, the inner child, uh, while his father's away. Yeah,
1: an antique toy store? Yeah, actually, yeah.
3: That's the thing. And there's also a a very quick one-liner made to get everything you need to know about that, too. Um, As he's, like, uh, as Dick Miller's pulling up with the Globotech truck, there's uh, an old woman and some kids that are passing by the store, like, grandma and her grandkids or whatever she looks into the toy store window and goes oh look isn't this nice and the kids are like grandma nobody cares come on so like right away it's like yep you know everything you need to know about this store their stock and like the level of interest the only issue
1: i have with that is that we get exposition just after that that they are new to this town yeah. But he has an antique toy store in the
0: town. Yeah, talk about oh, it's yeah. a small business, Luke. Everyone's going to have their artisanal things
3: happening. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I not, a... it's not—it's also not uncalled for to just like you know move into a rental space from one to the other. People can do that in like a week.
2: I mean, small oh, antiques. It sounds like you're going to
3: have
1: some small soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. It. But that, that that shop like looked well put together. It had an installation. Yeah, because it's a movie set.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. i uh, I did i did write in my notes here i thought that family with the grandmother i thought that was maybe a benjamin button family where maybe that was a child and that was like parents
2: (laughs) interesting Mm -hmm. take yeah i like that idea i um i mentioned this to martin earlier today we need to get this out there uh they, they they're talking to the kid about why they move so much and apparently the kid like used to act out and i guess got in trouble where he got kicked out of two schools and at one point, he's joking with the characters like, "Oh, I heard you said a school on fire." He's like, "Yeah, I said a school on fire just to watch it burn." I'm <laughs> like this motherfucker's the Joker. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. Like, like it's, they really
1: they they really drop the ball with that bit though because he doesn't seem like a troublemaker. You, we never see him like. I mean, it does. I mean, he doesn't like go the out tone of his. It's
2: pretty grim.
3: Yeah, he doesn't go out of his way to do anything mischievous, but he certainly does seem to handle himself well when it comes to actually like dealing with the commando elite, and I get the sense, at least I got the sense that, um, you know, he knows how to deal with that because he's, like, dealt with so many, like, little Bart simpson escapades in the past. That kid... Well, uh, yeah, it's
1: it's, a, it's it's another thing that comes to why, like, I think this movie should have had more of a commentary on, like, the military-industrial complex, because he has, like, what's it say under his computer? He's got something, like, uh, question everything or something? Yeah, yeah and yeah. they,
3: like, make passive mention to the X-Files, which is, like... Just so needless and just like the f- like yeah. it's just you mentioning it. You're just name dropping it because well, it's like yeah, I supposed think because uh, it relatable. should have been
1: like he got in trouble because he won't follow
0: dumbass rules because <laughs> he, <laughs> he thinks for himself. <laughs> hey, that's, Alan that's keeps talking about queuing
3: on in class.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, do you do you he, remember the other thing that like fucking Kirsten Dunst brought up to him? Like he did call in a bomb Led threat Edlin. at one of his schools. It was the '90s. That was chill. Exactly. Was, this was that no, was this this fun is, to do. This this that was a perfect, good bit. To, like it's pre-9/11. It's, pre- so it's pre-Columbine. It's pre-all yeah, exactly. this shit. That was like a funny,
3: like little. That was like the equivalent to like a cherry bomb in a mailbox.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it was nothing. You, like you could bomb your school all the time you wanted. Maybe shoot one or two kids, but don't get too carried away. You'd be fine. Exactly. <laughs> right. and it'll air on the safe side.
1: It's only a mass shooting if three or more people die. Yeah,
3: that's the problem. We got too greedy. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, oh, I wonder if we're going
2: to uh, cut that or
3: not. <laughs> Fuck. Leave that in. It's <laughs> raw. It's real. Um, so, yeah. So, he gets those toys. We get introduced to him and all the exposition we need about. Well, no, that kind of gets introduced with Kirsten Dunst because she brings up, like, like, I heard you did some fucked up things or something like that.
1: It was weird when I first saw Kirsten Dunst because I thought, like, oh, man, she's way too old for this kid. But then I looked it up like, no, she's 16 at this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess just me, like, the first thing I remember seeing Kirsten Dunstan was uh, Spider-Man. So I just thought of her as older. She, she carries herself older, which I yeah, guess is yeah, part of the character.
3: You gotta remember, yeah. like, pre-2000, yeah. most people knew her as, like, the little girl from Interview with the Vampire.
2: Or, uh, what was the other one that she was into? Uh, that yeah. she was Tower, Tower of Terror J- with uh, Steve Jumanji. Bloomberg. Jumanji.
1: Oh, yeah, shit, she was in that. Oh, she was the chick from Jumanji? yeah.
2: That's she can cool. never forget Jumanji. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Was she
1: one of the kids or, like, the,
2: uh... uh she was the mom Is her really <laughs> <good>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's a real young mom.
1: <laughs> like... It's just a weird thing about that movie because, like, that there was, like, a time jump in that movie. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, she just played the sister, right? If, I, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm yeah. pretty sure, yeah.
1: It's, it's got to it's be the sister. There's no way she could have been anybody else. Uh, well, no, she could have been the
0: mom. She was Robin Williams. Yeah. It's me, she, she had to. to she had whoa, to get a well, lot of hair her onto her
2: chest. <laughs> My favorite thing when you pull up Jumanji the trailer is like the kid getting sucked into the board game right away. That movie's frightening at some points, man.
3: Oh yeah, that'll be good. Oh Fucking yeah,
2: the, fodder. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, I was just thinking that.
3: There's a whole bunch of goddamn kaiju.
2: <laughs> Rhinos. That's a that's a natural kaiju. She <laughs> get turned into
1: a monkey. British
3: I suppose, uh, game, big game hunter. Yeah, I was, was going to say, Mr. Pithelm, it's kind of like a Javier Bardem, as long as that classifies as a kaiju.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, we got to go with, uh was it, Vanderpelt was his name? Yeah. He had a really good name.
1: He's even played by, like, like Tim Roth or something. Shit, some, for real? Like, awesome That's crazy. Actor. I don't think it's Tim Roth. It's some, like, dude
2: who looks like Oh, Tim oh Jonathan Hyde. He played Vanderpelt. Yeah. What yeah. a good name. Oh, okay. He
3: just sticks out in my head so much because they, like, uh... They, like, keyframed him into uh, an episode of Nirvana, the band, if you've seen that. But that's a whole other conversation. Um, but, yeah, so where do we go from here? Fucking, he gets the toys. Uh,
1: yeah, Sam Witwicky is looking after his father's toy store, which he seems to be the only person who's ever at the toy store because his father just...
2: And he's, like, ten, right? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like 13 or 14. he's supposed to be like 14, 15. Yeah, something yeah, like that. He's, he's supposed yeah. to be
0: in small-town America. You could have, yeah. like, a, a fresh teenager watch in a store. And the father, it's it's very sad. He's taking a plane out of town so he can go to a, a seminar on how to make his small business successful. Yeah. Just getting conned. But anyway, yeah, Sam Witwicky,
1: he's he gets a delivery from uh, the truck driver who's played by a dude from, who was the uncle in Gremlins. I can't yeah, Dick Miller. Yeah, but then he sees, like, some new toy, like, Sam Witwicky sees these new toys in the truck, and, like, oh, what are those? And they pop them up and saying like, oh, these are these advanced, like, soldier toys. So he convinces the dude to give him some without paying him for them. Yeah, he's yeah, getting them to, to front him. Yeah. Yeah, and he's
2: going to give oh, him the okay, money. Yeah. Which, so, that would, that's, that's a point lighter.
3: for his mischievous nature is he's, like, cracking deals with the damn truck driver.
0: That's the thing. Was, I guess that's true. He's, he's trying to use his mischief point. for good this time to make his to make his his family some money. Yeah,
2: exactly. He's exactly. a bit of a a bit of a mischief maker. Great in sixty four yeah. game. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, but... shit.
3: Uh, so he uh, yeah. So after the Haman, Kirsten, Dunst are making nice for a bit. Uh, she's got a little brother in there with him, and he's poking around for some he might want. And uh, he gets into this back room, and he uh, it's kind of like cool that like. At least for the little bit of time, they like tease like what them in motion might look like. Because off camera, he's like watching uh, Chip Hazard and Archer fight, and he's like blown away by this. And he runs out. And he's like, "I know what I want. I know what I want." And comes back, and they're just like gone or something.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a pretty good setup.
3: Yeah,
2: a,
1: he, yeah, he yeah, and he wants the soldier specifically. Yeah, even though it's threatening to like. Kill this other one, and I think he called. I,
3: I think he know. says he wants the other one, but he just refers to it as like the little monster guy or some shit like that.
0: Yeah, well, he's yeah. he's got to have a guy for him to like murder and torture and hug.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, this is when Ratra also introduced to Archer, the leader of the Gorgonites, when the uh, the main character kind of opens it up and we find out that like it can learn because it has access to I want to say like a pre ninety eight Wikipedia. On his computer when he's
1: sleeping. Oh, it's it's Encyclopedia Encarta. Oh yeah, man. Because you know, he even says keeper of Encarta. It <laughs> made me laugh because like like the internet was a thing at this point, but like it was still like slow, and you had to like log on to the internet. You weren't just always connected. So yeah, of course Encyclopedia Encarta. Oh yeah, no, you, you know we all had that disk. Yeah, I think it came with Windows ninety five. You need that disk if you want to learn <laughs> yeah.
0: about nuclear explosions
3: and
2: four all. Four things. of the people here certainly have that. <laughs> yeah, you know this. Is, this makes me think too of like I, I kind of wish that all the Gorgonites were kind of more like Archer, where they're like semi-serious, but they're kind of funny because danger really zone. Yeah. yeah, but but all the other Gorgonites are too wacky. I feel like they they should have had one or two wacky, but all they the other... don't
1: seem to be the same species. No, not on the
2: especially the freaks. They're one. the misfits. Yeah, that's true. They are the misfits. They're the misfits. No, it's like the way cool that David
1: Cross designed them, they were all the same species. Luke, when you say what? the freak one, which one do you mean? <laughs> yeah. the, the one that would, like, fly in a tornado. Oh, oh insania? It's a- 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 oh, Yeah, a- a- yeah. A- yeah. A- The guy that's supposed yeah, to be like how, a late are 90s are you asking me which freak one? What the fuck I- is there all freaks? Just one
3: of them is literally named Freakenstein. Yeah, one of them. Oh, fair enough. One of them's a
0: half-monster, half-radio. The other one's a fucking living slingshot whose best friend is a tiny little ball man.
1: <laughs> Is Frankenstein the one voiced by Michael McKeon? Uh, yes, it's one
3: of the two voiced by Michael McKeon, I believe. Oh, he voiced two of them? Yeah, him, I know, I know him, him and Chris Guest. Christopher
1: Guest. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Christopher Guest was the uh, the, the soft-spoken, like, kind of second-in-command. Yeah, he's uh, or yeah,
3: Slam Fist and Scratch It, and then uh, Mike McKeon. Mike McKeon was also Insaniac, and then he was uh, Troglicon slash Freakenstein. They were never certain mm-hmm. on like the names for them because in the movies, Chraglakon, but in the toys, he's Frankenstein. I digress. As long as we're
1: talking about, as long as we're talking about voice actors, they tried to get as many people from, I think, The Great Escape. No, no, no. Uh, I voice. know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. They wanted yeah, to get everyone
3: from The Wild Bunch at first. The, dir-
1: the Wild. But yeah, they had to settle gonna, like, for The Dirty Dozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like is like like George Kennedy, Bruce Earth Dern. All these, like, old dudes yeah. dying of cancer. <laughs> it's
2: the last kick of like, the can we need shit. You, we, need you to do, <laughs> we need you to do one last role. We need you to be a small soldier before you pass.
1: <laughs> it, is, it is weird hearing Ernest Borgnine, though, because this was, like, right before SpongeBob. Yeah. Where he he would voice uh, Mermaid Man. And so before he got, like, oh, I gotta make a lot of money doing
2: cartoon yeah.
3: voices. Before he was yeah, just completely out to lunch.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I think no. I think it was his guest spot on The Simpsons that let him figure that out. Yeah, but uh, he play on The Simpsons. He played Yeah, <laughs> He played The <laughs> Simpsons. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It was the episode He's where like, Bart becomes a Boy Scout. Yeah, it's it's a really good episode, man. That's oh, I
1: remember that episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, like, to like continue where the movie was kind of going, they uh, the kid has the first encounter with the small soldiers. And like I said, this is where the tones kind of shift, where I was kind of hoping it would be more violent. It kind of was, but wasn't. Like, the first one, Nick Nitro, comes at him with, like, a Dremel saw and, like, cuts the side of his hand. I was like, damn. But then he's like, I, I like that this film isn't too stupid, because he's like, oh, wait, I'm a giant boy compared to this tiny toy. And he just grabs him <laughs> and shoves him at a garbage disposal. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we're we're going over whenever they fucking, like, they
3: get, like, they first bust out, and they're, like, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is doing the roll call and, like, talking to them all like they're
2: actually... Oh, military. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does the he does the classic Patton uh, uh, talk behind like a giant uh, American flag, but it's made out of puzzle pieces. That's a yeah. fun little touch.
1: <laughs>
2: he gets some he he gets some good jokes in here and there. I do. I, Tommy Lee Jones did seem really dialed into this. Like I don't think he checked out for doing. I think voice Tommy
1: role. Lee Jones is the perfect casting 100%. for the role. Yeah, uh, because like he plays it really well, and also by all accounts I've read, Tommy Lee Jones is a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: And it, yeah, it's a, it's a perfect role for yeah. Chip Hazard. There's and, a ton and, of like uh, little snappy one liners in there too, and he's
3: talked to them. Like, uh, I can't remember which one introduced themselves, but he like talks back to him. He's like, "Serve with your father, good man."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was weird.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it, they have a lot of fun dialogue, specifically between all the small soldiers. Especially, you know, I think the Link Static guy had the creepiest face. I don't like how he's smirking all the time. Yeah, oh, got yeah like he's got like one of those. With the witch face. Yeah, I
3: was just gonna say witch face, the cartoon witch face. Yeah,
2: classic, classic witch face. Uh, but like they they have this whole scene where they do that introduction. They try to like track down the kid, and they find out he's like going home on a bike. And one of them kind of like follows after him and uh, gets chased by dogs. So classic classic nineties movie tropes. They're they're checking them all off. And then you know yeah we got we got to the point now to kind of summate it uh, where I was where they they decide that they're going to storm the house at night to uh, get the Gorgonites and get information out of the kid. Uh, it doesn't go as planned so they kind of like run off and they have like this little tool shed they find to hide out where they find a bunch of like saws and weapons and stuff to Yeah make. it's
1: it's Phil Hartman's
2: tool shed, yeah. right? Phil Hartman's. Because uh, Phil yeah. Hartman
1: is like the the, the neighbor to yeah. the Witwickies.
2: His... Huge Mr. Dink energy coming off him. Yeah, Phil Phil. Yeah, Finble. he's like
1: like Yeah. Yeah, which is also weird. I was reading the trivia for this like this movie came out like after he died. Yeah, we were so talking about really that excited. just
3: prior to hit and record there. Yeah, this was like his last um, like in person acting credit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would
3: say
2: it's kind of a bummer, but also he's given it all in his role. He's he's probably he legitimately had a few parts where I laughed during the movie. Oh, for yeah. How he delivered his lines near the so. end. Uh...
1: He he plays the part really well because he's Phil Hartman. Oh, oh yeah.
3: yeah, nails it as the annoying neighbor when he calls them gorgonzolas. It's perfect every time. Yeah, yeah, so That's
1: good. Though, though it's also kind of weird because like. That Phil Hartman is Kirsten Dunst's dad? Oh shit, really? Yeah. Yeah! Oh, oh man.
3: Yeah. Oh fuck. I was just thinking about like, oh, that would have been so much harder for her at the fucking premiere. That's like almost macabre. Shit. Anyway, Damn. yeah. She's
1: not literally his father. He's not. Like, oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. I thought you were saying in I real
3: life. In the movie. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. I thought you were saying no. in real life. I knew it was like <laughs> yeah. the characters.
2: Yeah, I, I took it as slam was like uh, slam was really invested like that. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, like they, they, they're they're super head. method. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that totally caught me off guard.
3: Well, I mean, because I only found out the other day that Maya Hawk was a uh, fucking Uma Thurman's kid. I don't know. I was just ready to believe anything.
1: Yeah, celebrities like oh I think shit, I didn't know that. do with like yeah, it something to do with like the Actors Guild, yeah. where like why like Nick Cage can't go by Nick Coppola because like different. You can't have the same name as someone else in the Actors Guild. Yeah, so, kind of like the League of Superheroes, where you can't ha- you—they can't have two members with the same powers.
2: Yeah, it's a—it uh, you know—it's one of those things where it also makes sense every now and then when you find out somebody's like a kid of another one's. Like uh, when I was watching um, that uh, Goon Two, which is a great film, and uh, I found out White Russell's, Kurt Russell's kid. I'm like, oh yeah, they, no, that makes sense. I, I totally see it. So <laughs> also- the guy
1: who directed Moon is David Bowie's son. But he got right of the bowie Sorry you meant totally.
2: the guy who directed World of Warcraft is I think what you meant. Yeah, I <laughs> gotta bring that up too. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanna make sure. Uh yeah. It's oh man, this is a whole discussion. Chinese today. people liked it. Yeah. Uh I was about to say that I enjoyed the movie World of Warcraft and I will always stand up for it. Um I don't know what people were not expecting when they saw that film. People were like, This is a boring fantasy film. Like, yeah, that's that's what it should have that's been. World of yeah, Warcraft. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. It's not going to be anything great or fantastical. It's. It's literally World of Warcraft. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, to, to get back to the movie, this is kind of where like all the plot starts coming together. The soldiers are pretty pissed that he killed Nick Nitro, and now they're like, okay, anybody defending these Gorgonites, we're going to fucking murk, dude. <laughs> um, so.
1: It's also Sam Witwicky calls in a complaint to the company. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really yeah, yeah, Sherry O'Terry. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think dragged
3: back in. That's, yeah,
2: that's like the that's like the Alec Baldwin scene of Glenn Gary Glenn Ross for this movie <laughs> is the Sherry O'Terry. She only has one scene in this but it's the, probably the best one for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he gets really annoyed trying to talk to her and tell her the problem. She's being super corporate so I do he,
1: love then he's like Can I, can talk, I talk to, to a <laughs> robot? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that shit bangs. That's a good joke. <laughs> uh, so the robot control uh, like uh, takes over the call. He re- leaves a message with it. And the movie keeps progressing. Basically, the soldiers decide that they're going to take Kristen Dunst after overhearing a phone call. Like, oh, this boy likes this girl, so we're going to take her hostage. Pretty good plan. These, you know, I'm going to say this now. These small soldiers, they're thinking with their noggins or their their chips, at least that's for sure. There uh, is.
1: Is this before or after like the scene when? Uh wiki like just talking to Kirsten Dunst and he's like oh you want to like hang out or something I'm like oh, I only date older guys I don't know if you're uh that. this
0: is this that. is after no this is after yeah. because uh, during that conversation he's like well you know I'd I'd do things for you it's not that he yeah. does something that like gives it a, gives it away more that he's smitten but it's yeah it's like, well I thought it was like hit him in his heart I thought it was right at the right away as soon as we see
1: Kirsten Dunst we know he's smitten because oh, yeah. he sees her and he's like he like he like parts his butt cut even more. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and the music
0: is playing, and it's like it's. I I I did not remember this when I saw this movie as a child, but like watching it as an adult, it's like, man, this film this film makes these kids horny for each other, and I'm not the biggest fan of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I sell and slime this too. I feel like these kids, they, they made it too horny.
3: Man, I don't. I disagree. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, that's like that's just shit that they would say to each other anyway. It didn't scan as like overtly horny, it certainly is trying to be like va va voom because they're kids right. saying it to each other.
0: There there are points and, in a lot of ways it's a there there are points there are points later where there is other stuff happening and they're still being very flirtatious with each other and it doesn't feel genuine at that point. Like for the most part, I do agree with you. Where it's just like, yeah, you know what? If you're a kid and you're both attracted to each other, there's there's gonna be a little bit of light flirting. But then like, there's some other stuff later that happens. I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm sure we will cookie cutter script. Yeah,
3: because I remember like just before we got into this, I messaged Brandon. I was like, hey, we're still good for tonight, and he's like, yep i got some things to say about it oh the birds and the bees talk i was like what the fuck are you talking about
2: yeah we gotta
3: have it these
2: kids because you're like i don't know if these kids are that horny i'm like nah they we gotta, yeah. we gotta talk about uh, it's, it's we'll not
0: like it's there.
1: disney it's not like the disney channel original series where like nine year olds are looking to fuck <laughs> yeah. it's not that bad <laughs> but it is and also i think it would have been more interesting and like again this i think this is like they just used, like, script conventions of the 90s to make the story. But I think it would have been more interesting if Kirsten Dunst had been into the kid rather than him being into her because, like, she's fascinated by him because she likes bad boys because she's dating that dude who rides a motorcycle. <laughs> who is
3: his? That's his only character trait is that he's probably, like, a year older and drives a fucking bike.
1: And, yeah, he never really, like, he's useless, but he never really seen other than when he... He wants to smash I swear to Christ He's got one line too
3: And it's just him Asking if he like If Alan Abernathy Burned down the school (laughs) Useless (laughs) Anyway So He also
1: He also asks to come in And then he's outside Her house later Trying to find an excuse
0: To come inside Yeah
3: And his excuse Is just to get in And get fucking burned By mutant
0: Barbies uh, yeah. yeah, so... Hey, hey, they are legally distinct. I think they're Wendy dolls. <laughs> Excuse me, they're Gwendy dolls. One, <laughs> one of them actually. was a Jackie, Jackie Onassis
1: doll. Sorry, Who, sorry. Bo- all
3: those dolls are voiced by uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Christina
1: Ricci. Um, um, Christina Ricci, yeah. another person whose feet I need to look at.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Wiki's feet wasn't on the damn report. Right, isolate that.
1: Christina Ricci, yeah. another person whose feet I need to look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we, we, we weren't recording that part. Uh, uh, yeah. I found out about Feet Wiki. That's... Wiki Feet. <laughs>
3: Sam, Sam, you... Sam Feet Wiki. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I'm not going to look for his feet.
3: Um, so, yeah, from the phone call that Alan makes to Heartland Toys slash Globotech, uh, David Cross and Jay Moore, they're in the middle of a meeting where they're going to launch uh, the small soldiers. And uh, he's talking about like, oh, you're not gonna be able to put on your goddamn underwear without seeing the commando elites go to war with the Gorgonites. Uh, David Cross gets the phone call, and he's calling them aside, and they have their uh, their moment where they realize that shit is probably an inch from hitting the fan.
1: Yeah, which that's one thing I did kind of like about like the writing, where like you find out they do recall all the toys.
2: Yeah, total recall. Just
1: the ones that were all like that. Yo, yeah, that's like, dude was going to take the recalls, but then. Chip Hazard, like, hijacks the shipment so he has more soldiers. Yeah,
3: I love that also.
1: Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I like about it. It just seems like... Well, I kind of have a point... Real? I have a
3: point to that as to why that kind of works so well for me. And it plays more into, like, the military-industrial complex element of it all, which is that, like, you know, we've just spent the whole movie up until that point dealing with these specific characters, and it's for all intents and purposes, these are the only ones of these characters... As far as the audience is concerned. Because it's the only one we've seen, we've spent so much time with them. But Mm -hmm. as soon as they're disposed of, Chip Hazard is quick to go get more of them because they are so disposable. You know what I mean? Like, he could just get a new army right away and it means nothing to him as long as he gets his goal achieved.
0: It fucking bummed me out. Like, the plastic wasn't even cold. Exactly. (laughs) A lot of it was very hot, actually. It was singed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it had some uh, tenacity to him, which I like. Like, so, yeah, he does.
1: We've kind of mentioned it before the uh, the Barbie scene, which is like I remember watching like reviews of this. Like the Nostalgia Critic did a review of this movie years. Oh,
3: I'm ago I'm sure he had such a and, that's scene... and like intelligent take on it. <laughs> oh yeah, well uh,
1: that's that, that, that's my point. Like this the the Barbie doll scene was the scene that he focused on more, which I think there's far more interesting things to focus on. It is a weird scene because for a, it starts off they see all the Barbie dolls, the the commando elites, and they're like super horny for yeah. It. yeah, toys, yeah these toys that, you want to talk about
3: horny? Holy shit! That's a note that I They have. don't even have penises. Bro, Link Static hey, asked that? for Link Static asked for a three day R and R.
2: When he said that, to have such uh, virility inside of this little toy man. They oh, should, yeah, should at least one of them. They should at least show one of these toys fucking them. You know, I'm just saying. Hell yeah, dude! I'm for but it. It.
1: <laughs> it also shows they have some sort of like self awareness. I mean, well, they think that they're dudes. What they are? They
3: think they're dudes. They think they're real guys.
1: But they they know that they're machines because Chip Hazard takes the dead Commando Elite's head. To, get the ch- to, to oh, salvage yeah. the chip. I
3: don't mean, like, think they're dudes in the way that, like, Buzz Lightyear thought he was a dude, but I mean, like, they, they have sentience and they have, like, a relative awareness of their mission also in line with, like, their, you know, own consciousness, you know what I mean? Like, no. as far as they're concerned, like, having a chip in you is
2: normal.
1: It's toxic mas- masculinity, the toys. Exactly. Yeah, maybe this is,
2: this movie is also a good commentary on uh, you know masculinity and gender roles. I think you know if you really get into it. I
3: think we all need to remove our munitions chips once in a while, fellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: If I could get a three day R and R, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Some little dolls. You
0: no, know, maybe that's just a metaphor for coming because like we all got to take the chips out sometimes so we just get all the murder out. Yeah, and he <laughs> uses that chips hey. and he puts
3: it in the, the bitch
0: dolls. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they they use like they attach the chip to one of those like '90s like electricity things. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, you it's, you it's, know, one of that, one of that
3: things
0: used for electricity gets. at the the damn '90s. It's well, yeah. it's it's one of those things you have on like every mad scientist prop set. I'm sure. Yeah, that for yeah, him, yeah, yeah, Bill Nye had one. Like, as, like part those, of the prop department? Like you
1: remember those orbs? Yeah, or like you like put your fingers orb. on
0: it at like the
3: kids' museum, and it's like wow, my hair's Yeah.
0: They didn't have a. It's one of those sort of. No, thing. they didn't yeah. have a plasma ball. This was like a, a thin sheet of rice paper that just had electricity, like looking. Yeah, on but
1: it. It, it was like it was the same sort of decor. Mm, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's like mad
3: scientist chic. But yeah, he uses that to get like to make all the uh, the the golem Gwendy dolls like go do his business.
0: Oh yeah they 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 make uh, they make Kirsten Dunst's room look like a PG thirteen version of Beekman's world. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way
2: of putting it. And then, like when they uh, when the nice when the Thank shitty you. boyfriend comes in and like they're taking Kirsten <laughs> Dunst hostage, uh, they have a bunch of like one liners they get in that are all very pretty heavy sexual windows. Did I overpluck yeah, my eyebrows too? Yeah, it's good. girls can
1: get horny. <laughs> yeah, you know
2: what? I'm glad this movie's got a positive message about it. You know, it's not just boys. That is pretty progressive for the '90s. I'm, you know, what? I'm sad nobody fucked one of these tiny little dolls now. <laughs> I really wish I got to see that. Yeah, I'm really pissed. I'm pissed. You know what? I'm gonna write Joe Dante a letter right now. Why don't you make them toys fuck on the screen? Yeah, dark and gritty reboot, and when I say that I just wanna see the <laughs> toys
1: But yeah, motorcycle boyfriend is not able to save her yeah. because he gets set on fire yeah. and has to take yeah. his pants off because they're on fire. He they rolls down. The
3: they should have murked him. They should've, they
2: should've, that that would have been be, awesome.
3: Yeah. Actually, like if as long as we're talking about like what it really could have been at been like as a PG thirteen movie, would have been awesome to actually see like a toy murder somebody. Yeah,
2: I thought
1: it was a PG thirteen movie. No, well, uh, but yeah, but I mean, PG. like
3: take it take advantage of it. You know what I mean? The,
2: yeah. At the time it came out, it was rated PG thirteen because they had a strict guideline that if anybody's drugged under their uh, without their volition, it uh, bumps it to PG thirteen. Oh the yeah, because really the silly. yeah
3: yeah they put the the they fucking spike the, the mom parents yeah had, like
1: yeah, yeah Kirsten does which also they don't address it but I think there's a different there's scenes that were cut the mom is an alcoholic yeah because there's, there's clearly like she's like kind of like out of it
3: yeah she's like despondent when, like, she's just shot. like nursing the she's- tonic
0: She's drinking a wearing a wearing a bathrobe Listen, in every scene. She's drinking a gin and tonic. Like Phil Hartman is a is a wonderful actor and he's very fun in this movie, but I could not be imagined I could not imagine being married to a man who loves technology more than he loves his family. Yeah, I do like the scene when he's like showing off his big
1: screen TV because I was thinking like my parents like right as I was graduating high school they built a home theater in their basement and now it's like so outdated. <laughs> yeah. So like in two years that big screen's gonna be obsolete. Oh yeah, like oh, oh the picture
0: the picture's looking kind of fuzzy. It's like yeah, it's a CRT dipshit. <laughs> yeah, you yeah piece like of shit.
1: Like in the 90s when people had those big-ass rear projection screen, big screens. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Like, nobody cares how big the screen is if that bitch is three feet wide on the back. <laughs> I'll, tell what, I'm going to, I'll tell you what,
2: I'm going on Instagram to see a little rear projection myself now.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so they go full Gulliver's Travels on uh, Kirsten Dunst, and I can't quite remember what happens after that. Alan discovers her through one man or another.
0: Oh, they shoot a VHS yeah. tape through his window.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they, get, they send him, like, the fucking ISIS tape. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 yeah there's the the it, yeah. <laughs> like oh why are they all wearing turbans now this is not really cool right now <laughs> oh their flag design so terrible they should rework this flag I hate it. um yeah they uh they they sent the tape he decides he needs to go for here he pulls the good old switch uh bane switch where he puts a box down that says gorgonites on it they open it to it's a tape player. They weren't really in there, and he's sneaking into the room. They fight a bunch of horny Gwendy dolls. Um, they get her out of there, but now, now it's war. Now they're ready to come back and. Uh, well,
1: he he saves Kirsten Dunst, and that immediately makes her super horny for him.
2: Yeah, they kiss, which is a real yeah. She
1: kisses
3: kiss. him. Yeah, it's, it's like twice.
1: Dude, two kisses. It's, That's like, so kisses horny. Them.
3: To kiss someone more than once, oh, they're basically fucking.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're 15, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, that's PG <PG-13> 13. 15 year old fucking.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's. You know what? That's a Pazuki guarantee. Also, <laughs> she she didn't
0: fuck motorcycle boyfriend, so we know that she's chased yeah. At least kind no, of. Yeah,
1: she only did kiss him on the cheek. Yeah, but she kissed uh, Sam Whitwicky on the lips. Exactly Well, oh. yeah,
0: because he got uh, stabbed in the ankles for her.
1: Also, while we're in it, I, I've been referring to him as Sam Whitwicky because this movie gave me a lot of. Transformers vibes.
3: Oh, yeah. The dad
1: is the dad from Transformers. Yeah, dude. fuck it. Hell yeah. God, can that guy not get a break? I guess not. Uh, he was in Veep. Oh, okay. He's good in Veep. He's yeah, perpetually
3: he's the, Veep. the pissed off dad that's like, what is my
1: son doing with technology? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need someone to, like to not really be a character, just be oh, yeah. agitated. We should also get that. We guy. should
3: also mention that like the parents are also like perennially like the '90s parents, where like the kids know what's going on and they don't.
1: Yeah, you 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 want a guy, you want Rip torn, but not have to deal with the yeah. substance abuse. <laughs> you get that. You guy. want you want
3: ripped torn love child with uh, what the fuck's his name? Al from Tool Time. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way. To oh,
1: also, it. also the mom who like they never mentioned I guess she's a flight attendant cuz she's wearing that outfit in the beginning yeah. but she's the uh the sheer fucking hubris lady from Picard really? Oh
3: wow oh, really? what a delightful little credit to have that's so such a yeah. such a badge to wear <laughs> fuck Picard
0: Yeah yeah the sheer Fucking hey, I'm glad she got to do something fun in her career, like bat away flaming tennis balls. And not, and she <laughs>
1: Dude, I, I saw her, and I kept trying to think who she was, because I was kind of thinking she was what's-her-name from Ghostbusters, but I knew she wasn't, mm. but she looks like that lady. Yeah. Like, Honestly,
3: speaking of Jennifer Tilly earlier, she kind of looks like Jennifer Tilly, just with like a wig on.
1: Kind um. of. Her boobs aren't as big, <laughs> but
3: yeah uh what the fuck happens next <laughs> um where were the gorgonites and all this mess i don't even remember being they're, they're, they're kind of s- just hiding. hanging out
2: they're hiding, they're hiding. that's it's their best
3: really yeah. alan we are programmed yeah. to be pussy <laughs>
1: Hiding and watching uh, television.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they uh they go by uh yeah they, they, I don't they, this thing is full of one liners just for very scene specific things and I could it, yeah. I don't know, I get the read that it was probably a lot of fun to write because they click they clip through and like uh, Oculon and Slamfist are watching something and it's like uh some like old fifties B movie with a one eyed monster and he's like
1: friend of yours? Well, they were watching something then they switched to the wa- the
2: walking eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: They're watching wrestling. It's like it's so real.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. You know what? it would have been a fun movie just having them watch TV. I would have been fine with that too. Oh, if this <laughs> yeah. had like a
0: Beavis and Butthead style style off like I'd watch the shit out of that. Oh yeah,
2: one hundred percent. How good
1: is the Beavis and Butthead movie? Now? It's it's
3: still know. really it's good. good. Dude, that movie yeah. rocks yeah. too. I love that. Mike Judge
2: fucking knocks it into the park. That bitch timeless. Yeah, he's really yeah. good, man. Uh, R. I. P. Thomas Siddelson. Or no, not what was it? It dish, doesn't do that thing.
1: One. It doesn't do that thing that a lot of animated movies did, where like the quality of the animation is better. With the exception of the roller coaster of love scene, the animation looks the same as it did in TV. Yeah. No,
0: the animation overall like does take a step up.
1: I think yeah, it, probably a little bit, but not so much to where like
0: it's it's not distracting. I think it,
2: or takes, anything. If it's, it, it takes a step up where it's more fluid for everything you do, but it looks like original style. Yeah, it's definitely a, a lot more, more fluid.
4: Push-man. Yeah. Um
2: but yeah, to get back to this, I, I guess we could start summarizing a little quicker because like it's th- this this is where the story starts to accelerate of like yeah they're kinda like gearing up for like the final encounter. They're pissed they got the wrong guys. Oh yeah. Uh, you know when this... you
3: hear War by Edwin Starr kick in that this is like this is overdrive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they like they have like this big encounter which you think's gonna be like the the the, oh. the finality of the movie, but it's actually the penultimate encounter, not to spoil it. Yeah, it is like, funny
1: they like you said they do play war yeah. that song but I kept saying during it because of like, my feelings in the movie like war who good God uh, it it good for making lots of money <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. and they uh so they they, they have the big conflict kind of but they end up what they they assume is killing all the other small soldiers I mean, after... yeah they,
0: they do that they run away on a Vespa and like they're they're jumping a gorge and then the like daisy chained Hot Wheels uh, uh fucking oh, chainsaw yeah, all, rig they have. I
1: also want Which to talk so about sick. the scene with Robert Picardo. Yes! Yes, fucking where, Robert like, Picardo. Where they go to the clean room. Yeah, cuz we haven't like, talked about the the, the fucking
3: toy people through any
1: of those. Yeah. Well, cuz they're hardly in the movie. Well, they're not hardly in the movie. I think they're we're just in more married like 20 to 20 minutes of the movie. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. But I kept thinking like okay, they Robert Picardo plays like he's the he's the engineer who designed the chip that made the small soldiers what they are. Some kind of but the military didn't want it because there was a small flaw that it was vulnerable to electromagnetic pulses. Yes, yeah. But okay, they they have to go into a clean room, and if if you don't know what a clean room is, a clean room is basically what it sounds like. It's designed to be there are no there's no Air particulates. It's there are no germs. Yeah, It's like 100% sterile. It is. Yeah, that's where they build like like circuit boards and shit because they, none of that shit can get in there. Yeah. But Robert Picardo sneezes, <laughs> and I was trying. I was trying to find if that was in the script or if that just actually happened and they kept it in. I have a sense that I it's think scrip- it just happened
3: because that, that looks like it's like very specifically spattered on but it's like it's like just below his mouth like if he really sneezed like i don't know i think it would i think that they would stop or somebody would stop
1: yeah i I, I don't know i don't know like i it could go either way i like to think that it was an accident and they just kept it in because it kind of like accidentally builds the same like oh he built a faulty chip he sneezed in a room that's supposed to be completely full of germs, so there's no reason he would sneeze. True,
3: but I mean, at the same time, I don't know how, like, dedicated to what he was doing at the time Robert Picardo was, that he would, like, sneeze on a piece of glass an inch from his face and deal with it for the rest of the take, considering the fact that he was on Voyager at this time, uh, and he was doing, like, a hundred other movies
1: like Well, that's exactly why I think it is real, because, like, he just, he sneezed, He's not gonna quit the fucking scene. He's not gonna do extra takes. Like he's doing this as a favor to Joe Dante. I mean, that's I, fair
3: uh, enough. It don't scan that way to me, but I I suppose it's like just as plausible.
1: Also, I rewatched it several times. The sneeze splatter is the same in every single time. It doesn't look like it's different. Well,
3: yeah, you know? it doesn't. Man,
0: Luke, we are really Luke, breaking. They the don't staff. reshoot the film every time you watch it.
2: Yeah, that's what I. Yeah,
0: read. they do.
1: Like if I know, but if they they done multiple takes, they would have to recreate. this. no, No,
3: they wouldn't. They would just fucking like
2: like dab it on, like it stays in place. Especially if it's fake. Man, this (laughs) guys, we're we're an hour into this. We gotta get out of here (laughs) (laughs) because it's worth it, and we'll be here for an hour longer if we need to be. So Robert
3: Picardo tells them about the munitions chips. They're like, oh my god, this is fucked. We got to get down to buttfuck Ohio, wherever they are.
2: Yeah, yeah. it says like it's and not the- artificial intelligence; it's actual intelligence. I'm yeah. like, you know. And also, it,
1: it gives them the information to, as to how to destroy the small soul. Yes, yeah, yeah. an EMP.
2: So then this is where we see this is where we see the scientists for the last time for a little bit until I'd say a little later in the movie. Uh, but yeah, they 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 think they're victorious after we cut back to them defeating that that whole weird chainsaw rigged uh, scooter. But, you know, Chip Hazard floats away down a river, and that's the, the very good oh, I, I
1: do. I do want to mention that scene because they drive away on a scooter driven by Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when they're driving back, Sam Witwicky is the one driving. Yeah, he,
0: he asks if he can drive back after they, like, jump the gourd because he's like, I was scared when you drove. Yeah, her hands got tired. Yeah. They needed to the swap swapsies
1: yeah because yeah, now that now that we're out of danger like i want people to see me because i'm a man yeah, dude. and i should be the one driving
0: yeah, if it, anybody no, asks, no. i would drive in the whole time right. luke are you are you <laughs> surprised by fragile masculinity in this movie <laughs> no i'm not i'm just saying it's not good oh i agree with
1: that i'm saying it's, uh, it's yeah, a bad screen <laughs> uh, uh,
0: don't
2: isolate that please fragile masculinity that's great better than bad it's good it's a little, okay. Yeah, we don't need to hold the whole like, mm. Um So they like they they think they're victorious, and they kind of like have this whole confrontation with the neighbors about what happened and all the damage that's kind of gone down. And uh, the father and daughter, or the father and uh, mom, see his side of it finally because he's got like corn cobs in him and he's bleeding and they 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 have a meeting with the,
1: the corn cob holders. Yeah,
2: they have uh they have the meeting with the gorgonites finally. So everybody's kind of on board like okay, we're we're going to accept this reality now at this point. But that's when the scientists finally show up and they're like, "Hey, we just wanted to check in real quick with you. Were you trying to kill by a bunch of robots?" And they're like, "Yeah, we were. It sucks." And then uh, at this point, they think they're in the clear because they they thought they'd killed all the small soldiers. But like saying earlier, Chip Hazard ran off to get a shipment and steal it. Now there's a whole f- a freaking army of these freaks outside. It's not good. It's not bad.
1: But this is the peak of the movie. I think this is what the movie should have been more of.
3: Yeah. Hey guys, felt, just give you know, me it, one it, second it, it, here if we can just. Oh, Wendy's app ooh, sounds it's... more dystopian than Small Soldiers. <laughs> yeah, I gotta agree with them.
1: I mean, they they go hand in hand. I bet Halliburton owns fucking Wendy's now. I wouldn't put it past I um, it. I hope. Do we want to do another clap
3: sync, or do we want to just keep going?
0: No, let's just yeah. keep going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After Did I say this. Did you keep recording? We'll just cut it's on like, it yeah, it's yeah. Like, you didn't. It's like Wendy's yeah. declared war on my colon. Nice. <laughs> we get, let's start from colon. there.
3: Let's start from Wendy's declared war on my colon. Yeah. I feel like there's a bunch of small okay. soldiers thought- in
2: my goddamn lower intestine right now. <laughs> so we we finally get to like the big showdown and i i think i agree with what you were all saying earlier it would have been i think really fun if like this whole film was just them having the standoff for most of it but yeah they 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 are they're all in it together you know phil hartman goes out. yeah you need
1: a scene where like the the mom puts a small soldier in the microwave yeah. and it makes him explode
2: yeah and then uh, phil
1: that's the meat and the potatoes of the movie I oh yeah and but i, I mean think we phil did hartman
2: get... going out with the the white flag to surrender and on yeah. the gorgonzolas that's, <laughs> that's pretty good too oh yeah and just
3: like in this yeah. like irre- like un- un-re- unrecreatable phil hartman tone where he says it just so dryly yeah fucking perfect yeah it's
2: great
1: because again yeah like you believe it from oh, here. Yeah. you don't think it's someone like making a joke He's just literally just saying that.
2: And they uh, they fire a flamethrower at him because they say that they're all Gorgonites in their eyes. and everybody else is just a toy. Uh, pretty good line. <laughs> they uh, and they they go to they go to fucking war, dudes. They fucking oh they're, yeah, they're, they're bring the out damn hammer light. down.
0: They're destroying that fucking house.
2: They're shooting, like I said, they're shooting corn cobs at people. They have a nail gun. My favorite line of the film is they're shooting the nail gun at the kid. And they say, what? I thought you kids like nine inch nails. (laughs) Yeah. That was fucking, fucking yeah. It like,
3: it was very, very funny. I mean, it inevitably will date it. It it definitely already has dated it. But, uh, yeah. And then then there's like like some nine inch nails. I never have, yeah. um, <laughs> but there's a scene where uh, God damn, I, yeah. I like that last album they did. Yeah. Um, Link Static like wraps around a corner, like behind a fence, and I think he corners Phil Hartman or one of
2: them. He's got some one liner, but yeah. And like it's all looking pretty grim, where they're all about to like get fucking killed. Their plan is to turn on all the electronics and cause an EMP surge. Uh, they're all working on it together, and then like the, the kid gets up on the like a freaking uh, electricity pole at one point and is having a big old show off with Chip Hazard. Yeah. Archer shows up to finally give him some support.
1: Yeah, because that that's when the the Gorgonites finally decide to join the fight. Yeah, which is is is, is their arc, I guess. Yeah. but they don't really develop that. That was like, oh, we're timid and we hide. They they mention it, but they don't really. Well, I mean, their arc sweet. is more
3: so, it's more so lean. It's like their entire arc is predicated on the fact that, like, they're searching for Gorgon, right? And that's introduced, like, the first thing we image we see of it is, like, this big painted vista, like, this, uh, this, this, like, this outlook of, uh, of, like, a lake and a river and stuff in one of David's Cross's concept drawings. And um, when Archer's on the computer, he's clicking through and he sees it. He's like, oh, Gorgon really exists. Like, as far as I'm, like, concerned, and now that I'm alive and sentient, I can actually go find Gorgon. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I. They have, like, they have, uh, like, pa- I don't mean to, like, take up too much, but they, uh, they have, like, passive conversations about it, too. Well, not passive. They have, like, a lot of conversations about it, too, leading up to it, like, between the Gorgonites and Alan, where through his, you know, teenage lens, he tries to grasp what they're looking for, which is just, like, purpose, meaning to life, like, assigning their own meaning to life outside, because they have that whole conversation that's, like, what's outside of the window? Well, what's past that? What's past that? What's past that? Until he doesn't know.
1: Yeah. That's, that's one of the things that stuck with me from seeing it as a yeah. child, was that, like, oh, the idea of the air, like, oh, you can't see it, like, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. Yeah, that's, that's, how I say that's I something that I God. remember, like, I remember that line, like, one whole clock And I think yeah. them the child.
3: starting to fight back goes hand in hand with that, because it's like, they, they spend the entire movie hiding and cowering, and that's what's keeping them from, you know, the adventure aspect of taking the risk to go out and find it. So I think fighting in a moment where they want to protect the people that are around them because they obviously care about Alan, that gives them, you know, the gall that they need after the fight's over to, you know, go pursue Gorgon, you know, because they've already risked their lives and they've come out in the green. So it's like, all right, well, now we've earned our stripes. Let's go go do what we're supposed to do.
1: Yeah, totally. They're going to find a place to live. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I... I... I I I don't hate the organizing like, like I've said. Like as much as the movie upset me, it's not the movie; it's the world. So,
3: if, in in that sense, like the, the movie effectively did a good job to make you have a grimmer outlook of the world, or at least remind you of it.
1: I, but I don't think that's what the movie was trying. Oh, to do. I certainly think that's what it's trying. Because to do. because because Dennis Leary doesn't get any comeuppance at the end. He gives exactly be a big because t- in the real world
3: they don't get a comeuppance. They <laughs> do just hand out checks to
1: people and they're fine. Well, that's my point. Exactly. That's but, uh, what yeah, makes okay. it. Good. I know they don't. It hits you. I know they don't get the comeuppance, but they they should. exactly. Luke. But, Luke. but like, real world's King not a Chaney movie. Should have should be is real world's not a movie.
0: This is a realistic world. This isn't a Disney film. I think you can kind of see that. DreamWorks, for a certain amount of time, was just in a lot of ways, just aping off a of Disney shit. And this is very much, I think, their answer to Toy Story in a lot of ways. Oh,
3: bro, it fucking blows Toy Story out of the water as far as I'm concerned. Like, in terms of concept, not story, obviously, not story. I love Toy Story. It's one of my favorite movies. But in terms of concept, fuck all of it. I have a note in here, and I don't know what kind of stupor I was in when I wrote this, but <laughs> I wrote, uh, all sentient doll media has been building towards and peaked with this. <laughs> Damn, but, uh,
1: uh, I guess, about, okay, I know in the real world Halliburton doesn't face consequences. No, neither does Raytheon, neither but does I, th- any kind of elite. Yeah, yeah, but this is a movie made to entertain people. And it so does that least, job, and since that message shows call. up at the end. He should have had, like, his hair get blown off and revealed that he's bald. Or Bro, something.
3: the the people we care, well, that's what I mean. We don't care about Dennis Leary, right? He shows up at the start, and he shows up at the end. We know exactly who we're supposed to represent, and what the people he's trying to represent. We care about the Gorgonites. We care about Alan. They're all taken care of. We see the Gorgonites go off to find Gorgon, which is ultimately, that's a feel-good message if I've ever heard one, but that's what I mean, is it achieves that for the kids, for the families, for the people that aren't thinking about it the way we are, but it also, that's a stark reality. Like, yeah, these guys get away with it, and we'll continue to get away with it he has a line where he says oh i know some rebels in south america that'll love these he has no plans on stopping to produce does. he's like yeah okay let's really weaponize these things so they can kill people
1: and uh, okay well again it's not the movie's fault but it it's just the reality we live in. Exactly. Realize, like, Which is why this is good. Sucks. It's
3: punching you in your
1: dick. I mean, it's, it's so cynical and nihilistic, and, like, I, I kind of consider myself a nihilist, but I've always felt that, like... <laughs> as as a nihilist, more I more hate when
3: something makes me, reminds me of my nihilism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, no, I, I feel like a lot of people have a... The way I interpret nihilism is where, like, you, like, nothing... There is no meaning, so you have to find Precisely, meaning. Precisely, yeah, and I agree with like, that. you. You yeah, understand yeah. that every decision you make is a moral one, yeah. not like you can do whatever you want. No, I... yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people think nihilism is.
3: Yeah, no, I agree with you 110%, but it's just... I suppose this isn't nihilism in the sense that you and I would understand, but it is like a good, poignant, stark re- reminder of the realities around us that gets it in under the radar in a way that a lot of people it, it, would it, not scan the first it, time It feels
1: around. very, like... It feels very... You're not going to beat them. So you need to join them.
3: I wouldn't say join them. I would say continue to live your life. But, I mean, that's a whole other discussion.
1: But they take the checks. Yeah, because of course they take they the, check? the checks. Because their houses were blown up. They the
3: and punch the dude in the face. Because she's... Look, listen. If your house has been blown up and you're in shambles... Also, this is played for jokes. This is what... I have a, not a line in, uh, in my notes that said, check printing sequence is so good, lol. Like, of course <laughs> they're like taking the these line. checks because, A, it's still a kid's movie, and this is a bit but B, it's like, if your house is demolished, are you going to have so much pride that you're going to be like, no, sir, I'm going to take my failing toy store and I'm going to build from the ashes.
2: Yeah.
1: But you're totally you're totally right, and I guess that's like a,
3: I, I do. another
2: thing that upsets exactly. me. Exactly. You, you would
1: have to take the check. Exactly. The thing
2: I love about the ending so much because so many of these movies would be that like moral high ground of not taking it. I like that nobody falls for it. There is nobody standing up and punching Dennis Miller, which just does represent unbridled capitalism in yeah, its form. Yeah, he's not it getting... It just shows the American way. He doesn't have, like... this
1: Leary, though it would be funny if Dennis Miller had shown up. Uh, in the... Oh, what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about that there? <laughs> ah, nah, hey, we're gonna get the Gorgonites stuff yeah. I Oh, party,
3: man. man, him and Norm <laughs> MacDonald as, like, one, as two of the Gorgonites? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, also, the, uh, Phil Hartman, when he, when he looks at the check and says, Oh, that will do it. That was really funny. Yeah, that's no, it. they're just completely like, Yep. And that's what I mean. And, and like how gleefully they accept
3: it, not even thinking yeah. about the fact well, that Phil this man Hartman, just puts them okay. through it. All of them accept He's it with a smile like the on their goddamn pig. face. They, yeah, but that's the thing. They're it, all it, victim it, to it because they all take it like gleefully.
1: It, it, it's the Witwicky dad taking the check gleefully. Dude, they're talking yeah. about him committing like, insurance
0: they, fraud. They, they don't even. Have, yeah. Like, he doesn't yeah. have to do that now. He's fine. Everyone's See, fine. that's what I mean. Like, everyone except like, for the rebels in South America are fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, they're gonna have a great time. It's kind of like the, like, like the new Star Wars movies, where like, Oh no, they just, sir. They just show you that they just show you that their hope is meaningless. There is no hope. Nothing's ever going to get better. Nothing's going to change. Yeah.
2: This movie made me feel really like. Based, this is gonna, sound, it's gonna sound really based. grim too. Man. But like they, they were right, man. Look at where we are as a nation. Exactly, twenty-one.
3: They fuck it. That's why I yeah, love I this know. fucking movie so much. Is it <laughs> hits the nail so perfectly on the goddamn I head? I think
1: it- if. And if that were what they were trying to do. And it is this
3: would it probably is. Be my favorite movie. That's what movie. I mean. What is I, I don't I don't want to get too off on this, but like what makes you think that that's not what they were trying to do when we're talking about, oh, they hit all these points, and it really seems like it's a That on it's purpose. a kid's movie. You're
1: saying a kid that it's a kid's movie. I remember the advertising. Yeah, I remember the Dude, the, the marketing has
3: nothing to do with the people that fucking wrote and directed the movie.
1: <laughs> it's part of the movie though.
3: Yeah. I don't think you it's can. About consumers I gotta, and it's about gotta divorce the advertising
2: from the movie itself. Yeah, I feel like I gotta I gotta lean that they were going for the message because. Dude, like, Joe yes. You, i think is a pretty competent director and he knew what he was doing like i mean yeah. i will i, I just think because a movie I was, is I a think kid's movie. movie i liked, I think,
1: movie I, liked dante, I think the parts of the movie that i liked were joe dante but i think the parts that make me hate everything and everyone were dream no anyway <laughs>
3: i digress We we can agree think, to disagree
2: I think no, I think <laughs> even better. We got to we got to get into the reviews. I feel like we got to go to the review section yeah. after all this. We've we've hit all the notes, we've had the discussions. This is I think this is going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. I'm going to give this uh I'm going to go with the one out of uh 10 uh uh doll, Gwendy Dolls turned into uh, sex commandos. Um I'm going to say I'm going to give this film a 7 out of Gwendy Dolls turned into sex commandos. You're goddamn uh, right, sure. <laughs> because it's it's not my favorite. It's not terrible. It's got some really weird hiccups here and there. But it's it's such it's such a strange, bizarre film that like has almost like a pointless feel to it. But at the same time, in a a, a meaningful, pointlessness way, it's 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 a real mystery. I feel like you just have to watch it to experience it. So that's why I'm gonna bump it a little a little above, like, a regular and put it into the area of good. And also, once again, that Nine Inch Nails joke made me laugh really hard, so... <laughs> so that, that's my rating on it.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, I will... Oh, God, this is so hard. <laughs> I will give it a 2 out of 10. Damn, ah, dude. Damn. Because it... The movie it's made me feel, like... feel again, something, I, so it's I 2 out of 10. I, I don't blame anyone who was involved with making the movie it just uh, and also like pre 911 maybe i all this stuff wouldn't be on my mind yeah, as much fair enough. but it just it reminds me how horrible everything is and how fucked we are
2: this this movie and takes on like a whole it becomes a whole different creature after 911 and that's not a joke this,
1: <laughs> yeah totally this movie gave me existential dread yeah
3: that's so awesome and that's so like, awesome to hear though that. <laughs> yeah.
1: that a but movie I about I know, little I, little great about... my favorite movie <laughs> My favorite movie is Solo. <laughs> the, the, what the fuck, bro? I ain't listening to a goddamn thing you got to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like that, like movies where like fuck. it's designed <laughs> to give you existential dread. I'm great with, it. Uh. but I think this was designed to be a fun like Gremlins uh. ripoff with action figures.
2: I, I do want to say this too, uh, slime. If you get a chance, go back and listen to our Solo episode too, because it is a roller coaster. <laughs> Uh, well, how did how did you I'm I know I'll, I'll listen
3: solely so I can see how you justified solo as a fucking kaiju movie. Yeah, oh, trust
1: me we'll get it in there. Yeah. Oh, uh, humanity is the kaiju. Yeah. Spoilers. That's, that's okay, well idea. now I don't have to listen to it. He told me what I wanted <laughs> yeah. to know. Yeah. <laughs> he fell for it. <laughs> but it is like, we're like you know, it's not the movie's fault i think joe Dante's a great film director and there are parts where like i see the movie that should have been made and i think a lot of it was, like dreamworks was a new studio at the time this is pre <laughs> shrek pre shrek <So>, pre 911 world yeah <laughs> yeah pre uh, oh did shrek cause 911 no yeah, absolutely no he didn't Shrek didn't was a direct <laughs>
0: response to 911 to save <laughs> us <laughs> <laughs>
3: All
1: right. But I, I, I will say, talking with you guys about this movie makes me feel less horrible about the fate of the I'm world. I'm very
2: glad there are good people in it. Thank you. I'm glad we could and do that. Yeah.
1: But yeah, like, yeah, fuck it, bump it up. I'll give it three. I, I, I will yeah. take
2: that. Like, I will, I'm glad you have conceded that. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think... Well, now I want to bump it up. We gotta go to Slime's
2: sorry. rating right after that, man. I gotta hear this. <laughs>
3: oh, fucking... So it's, a, it's a dinger, dude. They ripped the goddamn binger on this one. It's <laughs> as high as it goes for me. I've reviewed this on Letterboxd like three times every time I've watched it, and it's just <laughs> 10 out of 10 every time. Obviously, like, it has its faults. But as far as I'm concerned, like, they're just little things. Like, they're not massive plot holes or some stuff that's, like, little pretty at a pretty out of date for me. But it's... I mean, just, like, the whole conversation... Like, I've been giving, like, tidbits of, like, my review throughout. But, like, I don't know, the back and forth I had with Luke there, you know, talking about, like, the mission statement of the Gorgonites. Like, I just love it. It just encapsulates everything that I would want out of this kind of a movie because it works on two different levels for me. And I don't mean to sound too, like... Grabbing for straws, YouTube essayist like about it, but it's <laughs> just small soldiers iceberg theory. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. After this, I throw up like a forty-five minute video when it's just like the, the 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 sharp critique of capitalism of small soldiers. <laughs> That's just, yeah, but yeah, no, I just fucking love this movie, dude. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of meat on the bone. You can go back to it and you can still notice shit every time. Hell yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I do. I
1: do. I don't want to add one more thing that like this is the only. Cr- this is the biggest critique I have of the movie yeah. itself, not the world at large. I wanted there to be more practical effects. A lot of them I mean, were. practical. yeah there were, there like were
0: a good th- amount of practical effects. There were
1: there were a lot. There were a lot, but there were I I thought there were going to be more. I, I guess That's a lot fair. Of times yeah. Where, like there were three saying because
0: yeah,
2: there are definitely a few scenes where like they had a budget and they're like we just got this newfangled CGI, we got to bust out. So
0: I yeah.
3: get that. That's fair. If this movie had been made, like maybe even five years earlier i say it would have been a lot heavier on practice
0: oh definitely
1: yeah. oh yeah totally stan winston was the guy like
2: oh yeah oh yeah we didn't even we didn't
3: as long as we're talking about staff jerry goldsmith did the music for this which is just like one one like little notch in his echelon but yeah mm.
2: yeah uh but yeah that, that leaves us with martin for the final review
0: uh i i got to give this movie a, a solid eight uh just horrifically uh ruined gwendy dolls out of ten <laughs> i uh I, I loved this film as a child and i I don't like it as much now, but like it's it's a fucking fun ride and it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it before for all of the reasons we've given and just for how buck wild certain scenes get like it's yeah. <laughs> genuinely intimidating seeing these small soldiers like overtake a house and almost kill all of these people and also the yeah. ending where the uh gorgonites like just sail off on that ship that they yeah, established dude. earlier fucking love that it's a very sweet like exactly. it's a very you sweet get add, all the, the wholesomeness
3: movie. you need
2: out of it um, I'm gonna say this now. I, I like that it was. Go ahead. I have to put this down. Lord of the Rings stole that scene.
3: <laughs>
2: that's right. I'm depositing. That's right, bro. It what? That's
3: yeah, you know. Is. In all honesty, that's not out of the question because Peter Jackson did lift like a ton of like shots and just ideas from other movies at the time. And he's a huge nerd
2: too. Oh fuck yeah!
1: Uh, I I do like that the ship they take off in is was the big set piece ship in
0: yeah. the Toy store. It's nice. Yeah. That's that's Chekhov's ship.
1: It's, I like. There's also, this is backtracking, but, like, after the uh, Elite Commandos wreck the shop and Kirsten Dunst and Sam w- Witwicky rebuild everything, he sees a, th- a few things are still broken and, like, and then he goes to the ship and, like, oh, why? is th- what's up with this? And he, like, pulls on, like, the main uh, staff whatever, like... Yeah, the sail. Main sail. Yeah. And, like, he pulls on it hard enough to break it. Like, oh, why'd that happen? Like, oh, because you just fucking <laughs> broke it. <laughs> yeah. Like you pull on something hard enough, yeah, especially you know, if it's sure. like a old
0: goddamn wooden show. Luke, I th- I think you just <laughs> yeah. fucking broke this whole movie open. That kid doesn't have a behavioral problem. His dad just fucking blames him for everything.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't
1: seem, seem to be like he, Sam Witwicky. As much as like, I keep calling him Sam Witwicky, no, nah, he seems really like he's a good Alan kid. Abernathy. He's a good kid who like has a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah it's just Bart really Simpson and could like beat um. yeah. Yeah, it's probably, probably like a, a counterculture dude yeah. now.
2: So I, I'm going to, since we really got into discussion, I'm going to get into stupid games. Quit stupid games. And I think I'm going to get it down to to one game this time, but I'm really excited for this because we got to do, uh, who the fuck is Ron Canada here?
1: Ron Canada, you were the judge in Ted too. We love you and we hope our guest will too.
2: And I got, listen, today, I think, is a primo one. I think this is a really good one. So, like, as as you know, listeners at home, I, I, I think slime's pretty rare, but we love Ron Canada. That's the main mission statement of this podcast is to get everyone to love Ron Canada just a little bit more because he deserves it. The God legend. Bless that man. Love him. Absolute legend. Over 200 uh, roles, a working actor he's a man who works yeah it's uh in 1998 he wasn't in small soldiers but he was getting around up to no good getting involved in the marvel neighborhood what what's this uh in 98 they were still doing a lot of like the marvel movie knockoffs, so that they could keep copyrights yeah and like the, the court yeah the Corman oh, yeah. captain america and all that shit Mm-hmm. I think I already know what the answer is. Yeah.
3: Oh wow! Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait! So oh, we... this is this is probably a different. Okay, so there's two degrees. There's two ways you can get to Ron Canada here.
2: Yeah, there's a few, but here's the thing: in 1998, he was starring in one of these Marvel franchise grabbers. uh So I'm going to give you three movie options, and he was in one of them. Nick Fury. <laughs> God fucking damn it! Wait <laughs> a second, Luke.
0: Luke, do you just hate our? Do you hate our show? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I put so much time into this, I had a whole write-up uh, just did. <laughs> I was going to give you the options of Fantastic Four, Nick Fury, or The Incredible Hulk Returns. I knew that right away. Okay, I'm going to explain this whole thing now that, uh, that we get the Nick Fury answer.
1: I'm sorry, I feel like an asshole now. It's I, okay, I we, get it to, be funny. we
2: get to keep it on the mic anyways and put it on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. Um, but like I thought for sure, like uh, Luke knows this stuff, so I'm gonna say the Incredible Hulk returns. He'd be like, no, that was late '80s. But I was like, maybe Fantastic Four will get him because everybody forgets about that one when it came out. But man, I didn't realize that you knew right away it was gonna be Nick Fury from 1998.
1: Bingo. Well, I knew you would. Be, I knew that would be because that's the most obscure with uh, David
2: Hasselhoff. Yeah, David Hasselhoff as Nick, Nick Fury. Uh,
1: and I've se- I've seen those other ones, and I know he's not in them. Man. So. Why don't you a well, little cookie?
2: Yeah, it's a uh,
0: no, neurodivergent. So, so you really are. Governance. Yeah, you are a smart yeah. little cookie. Uh, <laughs> so
2: so the winner of the winner of this uh, who the fuck is Ron Canada is neurodivergency.
3: Wait, no, I gotta. Okay, can I? Uh, so remind me specifically again. So the Ron Canada game works like you get to the degrees of separation, you get to the last one, and then you split it three ways.
2: I I haven't gone that hardcore with it yet, so I just I usually just (laughs) give a selection of movies he might have been in. Or if I get really
1: that is something we should think about. Can I throw my hat in the ring for that right now? Yeah, I'm absolutely sure for that.
2: Another another fun one is I've also made up films that he might have been in. That one's always fun to do. And then also like giving a selection of like what company was this film with that he did at this time. (laughs) Yeah, like who produced it and (laughs) shit. Yeah. Um, Okay, so. as I was watching
3: this, like, like to to rewatch all this stuff, I think I was talking about it to Brandon not long ago, but I figured out the Ron Canada degrees as I was watching it. So, Robert Picardo is in this movie. He has yeah. also been in yes. a lot of televised sci-fi stuff. He guest starred on a series um, that also featured Ron Canada, which is like a serialized sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, was it Star Trek Enterprise, The Orville, or Battlestar Galactica? Shit, this is a good one,
2: because I I want to go. I think I know the answer, and I'm going to go with this. But I'll let you all answer first. I think Luke also has to answer before Martin because I think Luke might know too. I, let
0: me answer first because uh, I know the I least. Honestly, like, do not. I am Robert Ricardo
3: and Ron Canada were both in
0: it at the same time. I, I okay. I'm gonna. Can I, I, I I think I know. It. I I want to say Battlestar Galactica. And loser. I'm. <laughs> well,
1: I. I Okay, you kind of gave it away. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say the Orville. No, because... you got it wrong too.
2: I know it's got to be the Enterprise because he <laughs> oh, wrong, oh. dumbass. It's not Enterprise. Yeah, no, that was the Orville. Luke got it. Fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that see that's yeah, really, that's really sneaky. No, right, that's really sneaky of you.
1: Jonathan Frakes is the person who God, appears in the Enterprise in the last episode. Yeah.
2: But I know, I know. Uh, he reprised his role as the Hologram Doctor, as the actual real flesh and blood doctor in Enterprise that they base it on. No,
1: on. that's Deep Face Nine. Shit, you're right. Yeah. Okay, bingo. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: dude, fucking Ron Canada, like, I, on the Orville, Ron Canada was one it's of the... It's the
1: episode, uh, Dr. Bashir, I presume. Yes, yeah, that's the one where, where he, he found like... find out that Dr. Bashir was... He was a, like, a, a, he was an used an he used to
3: be an R-word, and then he went to a planet, and he became not.
4: <laughs> and
2: yeah. then also, I just love the fact that, like, uh, he was definitely the best part in Voyager, I think, by far.
1: <laughs> also, also like the Orville is like Seth MacFarlane's love letter oh, to yeah. sci- space opera, to Star list. Trek specifically. So he would have and like the Twilight. Oh, zone yeah, a little Star bit. Trek specifically, but also like I think like because uh, Ron Canada, okay, he appeared in a, Treks, he in a bunch of Star Treks, but he was also in Babylon Five. Like he appeared, he appeared Babylon in Five.
2: Everything. So I say like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, the uh, I probably yeah would. the Orville is actually fantastic, but uh, that's not a conversation yeah, for right I uh,
1: I like the Orville I wish Seth MacFarlane hadn't cast himself as Oh of the course lead he did he had to man because he, he in in front of the camera he has very little charisma. Oh, I thought he was full of it in front of the mic in front, in front of the microphone he has a bunch of charisma but like when you see his face yeah a lot of that lost. Yeah. I mean yeah just in
3: the physicality of him being like just such like a little powdered baby
1: yeah yeah <laughs> but I, I don't
3: know like in terms of like how he carries himself his mannerisms is like how he projects i think he like i think he worked on that sure. show but i agree that it's like it wouldn't be like his you know self-indulgent star trek fantasy if he wasn't the main character yeah,
1: yeah. and if you i only watched the first season i'm sure he like probably got yeah. better as the second on one
3: is just that. as good as the first i'll tell you that but yeah that's a whole other talk thanks for having me on lads
2: yeah oh yeah i figure we could uh get uh wrapping it up to get the good old recommendation plug since we went a little long but man i like this new idea for the ron canada game i'm gonna definitely steal it, but credit you when we uh, start getting these degrees going yeah go nuts bro uh, <laughs> i'm gonna go fucking ham on it but uh yeah do you do you have <laughs> any uh, recommendations To
3: throw out there any plugs slime i will give it to you first uh yeah i'll plug that i got a record that came out a little while ago garbage means curse um first full length in a long time that i've been very happy with uh i sell t-shirts i, I made the I really love those shirts the, yeah like i made the final fantasy nine eleven shirt that was a big deal apparently for two weeks and i don't know i i made off good with it but I'm uh, I,
0: as soon as i get paid again
3: Yes, yeah, sir. we're getting that Patsuki bump for it. You better believe you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got some other shirts up on there, too, just, like, you know, merch of my music and other designs that I think are funny enough to put up there. Uh, that's all I really got to plug. Maybe read some of my Hard Times articles. Um, uh, what should I... It...
1: I also have recommendations. If I was, was just going to say, like, yeah, if uh, someone want to recommend... Uh, I, oh,
3: yeah. I just watched this movie just before we started recording called Fade to Black, which is really good. 1980. Um, I wanted to say it was Brian De Palma, but it wasn't. Uh, I can't remember who did it, but it was like kind of an auteur situation. Guy wrote it, directed it, and it's, uh, it's a great, great movie. It's a great... Um delving into the mind of a, a, a perennial loser who does nothing but watches movies that ends up having a kind of like joker taxi driver falling down style redemption
2: oh i've heard of it's that fantastic Writer media did a review they did
3: on it. oh yeah. damn no I, I had a friend of mine just tell me about it but yeah no it's it's very very good yeah i'll check that out nice. uh,
2: yeah i think uh, i'm ready to jump on with the recommendations and plugs right away uh my recommendation i'm still going down that common rider train listen i'm going to get somebody onto it from listening to this but i started watching kamen rider gaim and it's 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 insane to describe they have uh, fruit based powers and one of them's like a jesus <laughs> character that all I'm say, like, <laughs> that makes it, me think of so uh, jesus have you ever for... seen the anime aki
3: Khan where they like it's like the bitches that are uh, soda cans but it's like pokemon kind of
2: yeah it's exactly like that but the thing is like it's so well written <laughs> too that it, it honestly surprised me at how fun the plot is as the series keeps going it's uh, from the guy who wrote Magical Girl Modoko. I always say it funny, uh, but uh, if you're familiar with that anime or manga, it's got that same like twist and darkness to it halfway through that you don't see coming. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, li- literally, he has like a-, a fruit power that he uses, and they all have different fruit themes, and it's real fun. But it also gets really violent at points. It's yeah, it, it rules, dude. Sounds Check like my out. cup of tea. It's worth the search.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm I'm going to uh, plug my restaurant, the restaurant I work at. It's uh, if you're in Chicago. And you, uh, like, I work at a restaurant in Roscoe Village, 2301 Roscoe Street. And it's a, it's called Les Sud, We're a French slash Mediterranean restaurant. Uh, We've been killing it lately. We've got some really good food Mm. right now. And, uh, yeah, I think people would enjoy it. And also for my uh, recommendations, I'm going to recommend... (laughs) Oh, <laughs>
0: you want me to go for a little bit no, and then no. come back to you?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, Cooler
2: Runnings. Uh, yeah. oh, hey, you uh, hey. Hey.
3: I mean, yeah, it's a good movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's not, G- it's not, it's not Iclawed. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, G- no it's, no solid- it's
0: no small soldiers. It's yeah. <laughs> no I, small
1: soldiers. I, I, honestly, I will say this. I think that uh, the Cooler Runnings probably has a near perfect script.
2: Yeah, I could see that see that going just to be yeah. clear like i haven't
3: watched in a while
2: it's, it's like a
1: bit that you recommend do you recommend this every time no i i recommend i don't
3: think you I've have recommended
0: th- this recently you've yeah. recommended, cool, yeah, you've yeah recommended cool, running. cool I running i just listened to the kiter
3: episode
1: like the other day i'm pretty sure you
3: recommended it there
1: no what i mentioned in that episode i think was that jurassic park and cool runnings had the same. someone brought up oh shit. somehow
3: i think i don't yeah. know I, yeah. I i'll i'll eat fucking crow on it but yeah but it a is a good out. movie. It's maybe a good I, recommendation. Maybe I did recommend it. I don't know.
2: Shout out to the Hikater yeah. episode. That's a funny. Yeah, <laughs> I was.
1: That was so. Whatever I was thinking of originally was going to be a repeat. I think I wasn't sure <laughs> if I'd mentioned it before. I can't remember what it is. right Hey, to yeah. the second, hey we can do. But... We
0: can do repeats. We're, we're recommending stuff we like. People don't listen yeah. to us oh, all yeah. the time. Uh, they should. I, I I want to recommend go fucking watch Beavis and Butthead to America. That movie fucking rips.
3: Oh hell yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, totally. And yeah.
0: Uh, follow me on Instagram at Weird Thrift Shop Finds so you can see all the weird things I find in thrift shops.
2: That's, that's you. Great. Oh yeah. He, he, he. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, it's a real great account. That's great. Highly recommended. It. It's uh. Yeah. He's. You. He's got eye. Of...
1: Yeah, I don't know how. Like, I guess just because you go to so many shops, maybe because I go to, like a thrift shop like maybe every three. See, months. That's I thing. go I'm all the time just every week. Like... Oh man. I once the coolest thing I ever found in a thrift store was a a Sega Genesis controller where there was still red. In the buttons, Ooh, Ooh, damn! I got something that had like
4: red yeah. buttons. Time but treated the, it nicely, but the buttons don't work oh. super well.
2: Oh, yeah, dude! My, if we're gonna talk about the fun thrift store finds, my favorite will always be. I found a pair of like uh, the, the Mexican cowboy boots that were like perfectly broken in, the most sort of leather I've ever seen, and so fun and comfortable to wear. But when I moved, like, a few years back, I, I lost them, and I'm still upset about it. So if you ever see a really good pair of cowboy boots that look like they were mine, let me know, please. Oh, This s- man can rustle cattle boots.
0: without them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anytime I find cowboy boots now, I'll send you a picture of Brandon.
2: Please, especially
3: if they're red, because oh, you know yeah. looking for, Oh, yeah. Oh, man, these are awesome. There's so much cool shit here. The goddamn uh, Mario Super Sluggers backpack. Oh yeah. yeah, there's,
0: there's, there's <laughs> fucking wild shit out there I yeah. don't think I've Dude, got a I... picture of it But like the yeah. coolest thing I've ever found in a thrift shop Was a mint in box, like Season 2 Digivice That oh, shit was so man. fucking rad
2: Yeah, some
1: scalper definitely picked that up Right after you
0: Oh no, I bought did that shit Did you have
1: the original, like, before the anime Digimon?
0: <laughs> I did I uh, Actually, fuck, I, I had one of those uh, I won it in a uh, Like you could, you could send away proof of purchase From like a Lay's thing They had like a thing to get a, a Digimon toy
1: Oh dude that's rocks. awesome Really I, I didn't know They did that But me and my brother Both had them Like it was It's Tamagotchi Yeah Yeah I had one
2: too As a kid And I'm sad I didn't Hold on to it But it did and It then, did kind And the anime sucked. came out And it was fucking awesome <laughs> Yeah Yeah Did your man, Did, did your champions it? I don't want to get into a, a whole debate right before we're about to end the episode cuz it's been going <laughs> yeah. on, but I mean Digimon is clearly way better than the Pokémon. Oh, un- no, 100% questionably, yeah. Ash I is mean just like spinning wheels. Totally. I find the
3: yeah. Pokémon games more fun just structurally, like they're a lot oh, more yeah. linear, but I mean as far as like character design and aesthetic goes, yeah, you will, yeah. On on I, just, no question.
0: I do really appreciate how like uh, there's there's totally. a non-zero amount of Digi Digi evolutions that are just the same Digimon bigger but with pants. Oh hell yeah! (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah. that's beautiful, man. Uh, But yeah, let's. uh, I think we got to close out this bad boy. This was a fun. This I think I'm gonna put this down. This might be the most in depth discussion we've had for a movie. Oh man, uh, I had so much fun.
3: Any like I said, any opportunity I get to just like do my little bit about how much I love Small Soldiers, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: slime. I hope I didn't offend you with my take. No, not at all. That's like
3: I love having those kinds of conversations
2: because that's like what evokes the, the thoughts in you.
1: The fric- Me as well. I like, like, I love
3: that. that
2: I think it's myself. a beautiful thing, man. We need more friction in the conversations. I
1: love getting heated about shit.
2: Yeah, we're mean. just like
3: <laughs> yelling at each other about the little <laughs> army men that fight up, that
2: fight the fucked up little guys. If I just wanted to mind positivity, I'd go watch. 10- Wolverine's secret identity was <laughs> packed! You're such a fucking <laughs> idiot! You're a fucking it Shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Alright, All let's do it. Let's let's cl- we're yeah, we're gonna okay. okay. Well, if we can get I it, have faith in <laughs> okay. us. No, actually, I don't at all. But we're yeah. gonna do it. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. You're gonna You're like gonna the way I. Like the way fuck. I guarantee it. it. I, guarantee. I guarantee it. Fuck. What the fuck are you uh, about? All right. Good night, everybody. It's our. It's listen. Our... When we get it right, you'll know. All, it'll all right, it'll make sense. Well, I'm have a
3: cook. have a good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We regret that you have
4: not yet complied with our order.
2: This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.
4: The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs>